0: This is the It Ain't It Sis podcast, a podcast where we focus on life's pivots and redirections, relationships, and becoming a boss babe. I'm your host, Sarah Whitney, and this is a space where honesty, humor, and a whole lot of sass collide. No one has it figured out. So it's completely fine if sometimes it ain't it, sis. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the It Ain't it Sis Podcast. I'm Sarah Whitney, your host. And today we have a very, very special guest yet again. I sat down with Talia from Always Advocating, and she is an online coach for specifically women of color. And she honestly is just an overall badass. I sat down with her on Friday, actually, it's currently Monday during my workday in the middle of it, um, as usual, but I sat down with her on Friday and I talked to her basically all about just her life story in general and how she got to where she is and how she, you know, started online coaching and her online business and all of that. And Honestly, her story is just so captivating, so inspiring. She's only 21 and, you know, she has this whole online business. In July, she made about, I think, $22,000 in revenue or something along, you know, the lines of that. And that is just so amazing because, let's get real, that's probably what I make in a year. I'm not lying, but it's okay. You know, your girl, she's making money moves eventually. Um, But yeah, so I just loved speaking with her and she honestly spoke so much life into me. And I think anyone kind of going through just a rough patch, not really knowing, you know, where life will take you, I think this will be definitely a really good podcast to listen to because it really just reminds you to get out of yourself Because especially, you know, when you are going through a hard time and you are kind of just in your head, it's really important, I think, to look outwards and, you know, look at different people's life stories and it is able to give you just a sense of hope in general. And so I love kind of interviewing people who, I mean, like I mentioned, she's only 21 and she's going to go do so many more great things. And I love kind of catching people in kind of the midst of everything and really just growing a business and all of that. I think that's one thing that's super super special about having a podcast you know when I am only 23 I love interviewing women you know who are younger than me and older than me and I want to get a lot of different perspectives so that's kind of my goal with the podcast and to really just hopefully reach a wider demographic because I really want it to be a very inclusive place so that is a little bit about kind of what me and Tali talked about obviously we talked about designing um a online course in business, which I think is super helpful. She lays it all down in very, very simple terms. I think that information is kind of hard to find, honestly, because, you know, let's get real, Instagram is very much a saturated market. And it's just nice to just kind of You know, hear the, okay, you do this, you do this, and you do this, and, you know, see how it goes. Obviously, it's a little bit harder said than done, but she does kind of lay out the basics, which I think was super, super helpful. And then, obviously, we talked a little bit about mindset and manifestation because, you know, your girl loves that, and I know everyone else loves that, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, you can't control this craziness of life, but you can control how, you know, you view it. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to all become boss bitches. You know, I'm on my way, but I guess a little life update for me. So I was just back in Arizona this past week visiting my family and it was super nice. Like honestly, I was so lazy and it was so nice. Like having someone cook for you, you forget how nice it is. And like having someone like buy your groceries, oh my gosh, it's so nice. Like I barely spent any money. The only time I spent money was uh I went to the gym and you know obviously social distance friendly like wearing a mask whole 9 yards but I weightlift so for those of you who weightlift you understand the struggle it has been because I don't really have access to like a home gym at all and I am such an athlete for those of you who don't know like I love doing triathlons. I was supposed to be in kind of the nationals for triathlons this past summer, but obviously, you know, Corona had a mind of its own, but that's okay. You know, next year, but I love working out. It's honestly just kind of my safe place. That sounds weird, but honestly the gym is, it's my therapy and I miss it. So Thank God I was able to, you know, I had so many leg days, honestly, it was so beautiful, but I was kind of really in my head to be honest. I am an introverted extrovert. That's what I like to say. But honestly, um since I was home alone and you know all my siblings, my brother lives in New York, my little sister is in college. So I was the only one home and I was really in my head and I realized something about myself that as much as I say that I kind of want to live alone eventually, I don't necessarily think that's good for me because I, you know, I struggle with anxiety and I'm really nervous about kind of just any impending career changes and all of that. And, you know, I have really struggled with my mindset. Like I know it'll work out deep down in my gut, but I literally woke up in the middle of the night, probably two or three nights in a row, just with just this, this feeling of cortisol ru- running through your body. Has anyone ever felt that? Because it's the worst. I swear, like my armpits hurt. Is that weird? I don't know. I swear it's like a symptom of major anxiety and my hands start to hurt and I wake up in the middle of the night just freaking out and trying to convince myself like deep breathing to go back to bed. And you know, it's not necessarily fun. So that was kind of my week. It was both good and bad, but Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm going through. I will find out soon, you know, my whole job situation. But other than that, I'm trying to keep a positive outlook on life. I've been doing a lot of manifestation, you know, prayer, beach walks, you know, just talking to the man upstairs. And honestly, it's okay. And I kind of like telling everyone this that I'm kind of going through a lot of uncertainty right now because I like to keep it real you know, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing with my life sometimes, (laughs) but it is okay. And really, does anyone ever know what they're doing? So that was kind of just a very long rant. And I hope that wasn't too much. But you know what? Sometimes, no, no, no. I scratch what I just said. I am not too much and you are never too much for people. So that's what I'm trying to change about myself too. Sometimes, you know, I freak out being, you know, the typical girl and think that I'm too much because I am, you know, very emotional. I'm very, you know, all in my feels. And if you're like me, then, you know, you might feel like you are too much, but you're not. And that was so off topic, that whole, I don't know, five minute rant that I just had. But I just word vomited and I think you guys probably are done with that. <laughs> and you probably want to listen to what Tolly has to say. So that's what I'm going to let happen. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I hope you enjoy the podcast like I did. And of course, last but not least, subscribe. Rate and review. Honestly, you guys have no idea how much I love it when you rate and review. It really helps out the podcast. It, I think for something like in the algorithm, I'm really not techie. So um, I think it helps something with the algorithm on Apple Podcasts and whatnot. And please, please do it. I will forever be grateful. And if you DM me telling me you did, and you also have a podcast, I would love to rate, review, and listen and subscribe to yours. You know, girls helping girls or guys helping girls, you know, vice versa, you know. Anyways, okay, I am done with this rant and let's get into the podcast. Well, today, guys, we have a very, very special guest on the podcast. Welcome, Talia. Hello, hello. Hello, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm super excited to talk to you. But before we get started, I would love it if you could give a little 30 second spiel of who you are and what you're all about. Sweet, sweet.
1: So, I always like to start with my age because I think it's funny. So, I'm 21. Um, I am an online business coach for, for. I guess I just transitioned. Now, I help women of color. That's something I realize like, my whole entire audience is women of color. So, I help women of color coaches be able to create their dream life through creating an online business and making it extremely successful. Um, Some of the people that come to me, they're really, really stuck. They have no clue why they aren't making money from their business. And that was something I struggled with for a long time. So now I'm an online business coach and I really just help women take their business to the next level, but also fall in love with their life.
0: That's so amazing, and especially being so young. I mean, I'm sure you probably have to combat a lot of different voices out there telling you, I mean, a spiel of different things. We all as women kind of face that, but especially just in your industry right now and being so young, I mean, I definitely applaud you. But kind of going off of that, what – Is one limiting belief that you have had to combat or are still combating? And lucky for you, you are the first person to get asked this question. I'm taking polls and want to learn what, you know, as women, we are all facing and hopefully are able to overcome. So I'd love to know just your take on that and your personal experience. Yeah. So
1: that's so funny. So I was going to say a different one, but you just told me a really good you just reminded me of something so like my whole entire life like i graduated early i started my business really young like i think especially even with my family unfortunately gives me puts these limiting beliefs in my head but like i used to feel like being young was actually a bad thing or not partying and making all the right decisions that was a bad thing obviously but like wasn't the normal thing. So it made me feel like I was different, if that makes sense. Like I think I was telling you before we started that like I did all the right things in high school and in college. And I was always looked at weird, right? And even in business now they're like, oh my gosh, you're so young. Like I used to be smoking weed at your age or something crazy. And I'm just like, oh, okay, right. So I was really scared to, you know, do what I do now because I was scared that people were going to be like, oh, she's too young or, you know, like, oh, she's not experienced or, you know, things like that. So I think that was a really, really big one for me. I was scared to, like, show up as my young self, especially in this entrepreneurial world that is, like, mostly white males. (laughs) So I was, like, really scared to do that, but I guess that was mine.
0: No, I love that. And I love how you mentioned kind of just being able to show up as you are, because I think, especially as women, you know, we're kind of taught not to do that, especially with social media. I was actually in the car with my parents yesterday or the other day. We had gone over to a family friend's house um, and had dinner with them. But on the way back, I don't know how this got brought up in the conversation, but we were saying kind of just how the mental illness rates, especially in females and younger females, has gone up exponentially since, you know, social media, Instagram has come out. And I think we kind of are in an age where we're taught to not really show up as ourselves. So honestly, I applaud you for, you know, being your age. I mean, I'm only two years younger or older than you. Excuse me. It's only two (laughs) years older than you. So I mean, I'm kind of feel like I'm on your same boat as kind of dipping our toes early on into the entrepreneurial space. But it's definitely a difficult thing to overcome. But I would also just kind of love to – Dive a little bit deeper into your past and what got you where you are today. I know you've, you're kind of open on Instagram in terms of just your life prior to really starting your own business from kind of sleeping in um, your car to save some gas and rationing out food, which are really difficult things, obviously, to deal with, especially at such a young age. So I'd love it if you could speak a little bit more on that. Yeah, for sure. So,
1: Yeah, I think life has just been really tough for me. And it's so funny because I'm just like, I'm in a really good spirit and I really like love my life and I'm really surprised I didn't turn out to be some, you know, just this person with all these issues, right? So I I'll talk about my life, but I just want to let you guys know I'm okay. (laughs) I survived. We're good So, yeah, so I moved out of my um house at 16. So Um, my mom and me had a very toxic relationship super 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 toxic. I had to leave there So I ended up actually moving in with um, my boyfriend at the time and he was (laughs) We had an abusive relationship unfortunately but I guess I felt like it was better than living with my mom's, in her, you know, our abusive relationship we had together. So I was there, and you know, it was really, really, really tough for me. I think this was the first thing in my life where I was like oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Like, what is my future going to be like? Right. So, um, yeah, obviously he was abusive to me and he actually cheated on me all the time. And we actually mm. lived together in his parents' house no. and he ended up actually leaving me for my best friend. We were dating for like three years and it was like my best friend, like my whole life. So, oh no, no, no. I was, I'm still, so sorry. <laughs> I was still living with this dude. Right. And I, this was my, you know, we were together all through high school, but he left me a couple months before graduation. Mm. And I was sitting there like, what am I going to do after like high school? Like I thought we were going to go to college together. Right. Like I thought we were going to whatever. So I'm sitting there like, what does my life, you know, what am I going to do with my life? Right. And that was my first major like pivot. So I ended up actually, I got a full rights scholarship and some to this university um, that was like small. And it was like, it was a university that nobody wanted to go to because it was close to home. But I was like, whatever, you know, don't have anybody right now. Like literally like I didn't really have family support and obviously I was single then. So I ended up going to college and this is where that sleeping in your car kind of comes in. So this is the first semester of college. And if you, you know, like I said, I got a full ride scholarship to college and they actually gave me like a thousand dollars a semester. But the thing is, is actually my car broke down. So I actually used that money to buy a car. So I had to like work, um, to, cause this college didn't have dorms either. So I had to work to actually pay for my, Okay. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. So I literally remember the craziest things I used to do because I had no money and I literally, I'm not even kidding. Like every single day I look at my bank account and I will say, thank you. I'm like, thank you God. Because I will always remember that. Right. I remember I was, um, I used to live really far from work and it was like 35 minutes or no 45, 45 minutes. And yeah, so like I would be running out of gas and I literally only got paid like $200 every two weeks. Um, I actually worked two jobs. I worked at Dunkin' Donuts and then I worked at a retirement home. I think it was a retirement or nursing home. I was a server. And, And then I actually had an internship. So the funniest thing, so I used to go to school have classes in the morning and then I would go up to the internship because they used to have free lunch for the elderly, but I used to go to my internship just to get lunch. Mm-hmm. And I used to volunteer just so that they can feed me. And then I would go to um work in the afternoon. And yeah, I'm not even kidding. Like that was another kind of turning point in my life. Like, wow, like what is my future going to hold? Like, I'm doing all the right things. I went to college, I have a scholarship, and I'm still literally having to sleep in my car because I'm scared to run out of gas. I got to go to school tomorrow. Right. And I remember like, it was so scary because like, there was, I guess, there was like police, this was a rich time at home. I guess police would walk around. So like, I remember like covering myself thinking like, Oh my God, I can't, I don't want them to see me because I can't go anywhere. And like, it was sad. Like, I think my life was really sad back then, but I was really happy. Like I knew like, okay, I'm going to do all these things because one day I'm going to be like successful or one day I'm going to graduate. And my life is not going to look like this. I remember even in high school, I used to think like my mom My mom would like say these things to me. And I used to like close my eyes and think like, it's okay. Because one day I'll have my own house or like I was with that abusive guy. And I'm like, it's okay. Because like one day I'll find a guy, right? So that's kind of like where my life was. I graduated high school. I mean, high school, sorry. I graduated college. I was okay financially. I had a little bit of a better job. Everything was kind of okay. I actually met my fiance in during this time of me graduating as well. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I've been saying, you know, like I'm excited to start my life happily now. And so I was ready. So, you know, I was applying to all the jobs. I had an amazing resume, right? I had like 350 hours of community service. I had internships. I had an actual, like I had jobs that had to do with the field that I was in. I'm a dementia specialist and I have a degree in social work. And I graduated early, like all these things I was really excited about. And then I apply. I'm not even kidding. I don't know if you guys, if it's the same thing over here or over there where you are, but, um, if you're looking for a job, you go on indeed.com. Yeah. So it's LinkedIn kind of
0: an indeed are the two things.
1: Yeah. So I created an account and then within two months. And then when, if you don't know, if you apply for a job on indeed, it'll send you like an email to your phone. And yeah. I counted how many, like um, jobs I applied to, it was like 72 or 74 in two months.
0: Oh, girlfriend. I was like at a hundred this past year. I was
1: like, Whoa. And I literally stopped counting. And I literally did this for like three, four months. I could not Mm -hmm. find a job and I was working. Um, I took a break from working in the elderly field just because a lot of my clients passed away and it was just a little stressful. So I actually took a little break, but I, so I had a job, right? But then my health started creeping in and I started, I've always been kind of like unhealthy. Like I've had some flare ups that kind of really didn't allow me to do a lot of things, but I was still able to go to work. I would just have to call off at least once a month. But anyways, my flare ups started to really, really happen. So I have a lot of um, stomach problems mm. and so like excruciatingly painful. Like I've been in the hospital a lot of times. So it used to happen, like I said, one time a month. But during this time I was looking for all these jobs and it would happen, no clue or no joke, like maybe twice a week. So I'm like over here trying to find a job, trying to manage my health, freaking out. And I managed to get a $12 an hour job, which was so devastating. Cause I'm like, dude, are you serious? Like I I literally have two degrees. You're crazy. <laughs> You're yeah. crazy. I, I, I have I, two yeah. degrees. Like I couldn't even I couldn't even like wrap my head around society. So I remember when I was applying to jobs, they would tell me like, um, you know, like with, you know, with you just getting, getting out of college, do you think, or like, why don't you just start at the bottom? And then I asked them like at the bottom, like, isn't that like $9 an hour and people that are at the bottom don't even have college education. Like, no, in the caregiving field, usually you go into that field as like, a Like, you know, people that like didn't want to go to college, but they just wanted like a fast degree to Mm -hmm. make money. Well, that's kind of the entry level caregiving jobs. And they wanted me to go all the way back to that. I actually have five years back then. I had five years of experience because I used to care for my grandmother. Um, I was a Mm -hmm. living caregiver. So I even had experience, but they still wanted me to start all the way at the bottom. So I remember saying, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to do that. But I had to do that. So I started all the way at the bottom. It was $12 an hour. And I was in that job for a month until I couldn't because of my health anymore. Like it was really bad. Like I was in all the hospital. I was crying every single day. And then I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> what is life again? Like pivot, pivot, pivot. So I don't remember, like it wasn't like this epiphany or Jesus came from the sky. I don't remember, but it was just like an idea I had. I was like, why don't I create online courses to help, you know, those with dementia And caregivers, for those with dementia, understand dementia and their loved one. So I ended up creating online courses. Um, I ended up making that business super successful. So now that's kind of where I'm at. Now I'm a business coach and my life is truly a dream now. There's no more bad things right now, hopefully.
0: (laughs) That's absolutely amazing. And I love how – I mean – First of all just kind of hearing your story that's really the first time I personally have heard it and just all of the struggles that you've been through first of all you're such a strong woman <laughs> and I admire you for that and Thanks. yeah just with all of the experiences the ups and downs and being able to you know create and have a positive mindset through it all I mean I'm sure I mean, I know none of that was easy to go through, but being able to kind of get out on the other side. And I kind of understand too, just the frustration. I mean, I just graduated college back in May and the amount of jobs I have applied to is, it's insane. And, you know, and it's like low paying, like, and I understand, you know, you have to put in the work and, but to some certain extent, I'm like, but I got the degree. I, I put in the work a little bit already. I yeah. understand that feeling. I guess we can go on to what's something in terms of developing a healthy mindset that you want everyone to know. Because obviously, I mean, in your story, you've had to stay mentally strong. And so, what's one thing that you did that you think you know would help other people? A couple of things. So the first thing is obviously I actually I actually said all the things,
1: but I'll just reiterate some of them. I I said that I kept thinking that the future will be better. So like, I think having that mindset versus having the mindset of my, oh my God, my life is always going to suck, right? That That's not something I ever thought. I always knew that my life would be better. I just never knew when that time would come. So there's that, that's really important. But also embracing that failure and thinking like, okay, next, like what's next? Like every closed door was actually a good thing for me, right? Like the thing with, um, what my ex-boyfriend, like if we would have stayed together ill, like ill, like we would ill, like we would have this awful relationship, so I'm glad he left me, right? Same thing with I probably would have went to a different college and met I wouldn't have met my fiance right now um same thing with like if I never got sick, I would have never created this online caregiving school, which would have transitioned into an online business coaching business. like That would have never happened. So like every single thing you do and every single problem that you'll come up with or failure that you have is because something better is coming and it's actually serving
0: you every single time. Also, I kind of want to go a little bit off script too. And in <laughs> terms of, I guess, just creating your online business, I mean, there are obviously so many resources. I mean, I'm scrolling through Instagram all the time and – You know, Instagram really gets me with those uh, sponsored posts and whatnot because I am the perfect person they're targeting because I click on (laughs) every single one of them. I swear. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So the amount of, you know, quote unquote free courses I've signed up for and whatnot, it's hilarious. But, With all of that content out there, sometimes I think, you know, it can be a little bit overwhelming, especially for girls who really want to get into the online business and really start creating their own online courses. Can you kind of give the listeners, I guess, a very simple step-by-step process of how you go about kind of learning to do that and really implementing, I guess, your plan and allowing it to kind of come into fruition? To create the business or a course? To create a course, I would say, okay, of course. Um, so yeah, so
1: that there comes a lot with that. Um, so like, obviously, I would start with market research to guarantee that your offer is going to sell. Um, because let's pretend like you come up with this amazing course idea and then you sell it, but it was actually it was nothing that your audience actually wanted. Then it's not going to sell, right? So it's very important to do that market research to make sure that your market actually wants it your market being your audience on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you are. So like, for example, for me, I became a course coach. Like that was, I didn't really come, become a business coach at first, but I actually was a course coach because I created online courses and women were coming to me. How did you create those dementia caregiving like courses? Like, how did you do that? How did you do that? And then they were like saying like, let's book, pick, can I pick your brain? And I'm like, you know what? No, you can charge or I can charge you for that. So that's kind of how I um, transitioned. As a good business woman would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, they kept asking me all the same questions. So I was like, all right, it's obvious that you need a program that covers this, 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 and this, because this is what you're at. You're literally asking me how to create a course. It's so funny that you asked me this question because I used to be a course coach. But so you start from the market research, like what is your market asking you for? And I would straight up how to conduct market research. You literally get on clients with your, with your ideal client and ask them like, What would your perfect program look like? What would your perfect course look like? Like, what are the things that you're struggling with? What do you like need? Like what kind of support do you need from a coach? Like what would need to happen for this to be the best investment ever? And you straight up ask people, like ask people. And I never just get on market research calls um, without giving them some sort of incentive because people are selfish. They're not just going to get on a call and spill all their guts to you without you giving them something. So, um, doing a free session with them is very important. So obviously if you are a coach or some people don't want to like call themselves a coach, but if you're creating a course you're teaching, so you're kind of a coach, but basically it's really, really important for you to give them something. So that could be like Starbucks gift card, or that can just be a free, free 30 minute coaching session for 30 minutes of your time at answering my questions after you create um, or after you start thinking about like, okay, they need this, they need this, they need this, then you start um, creating an outline for your program. So you create like what module one will be like, what module two would be like. I personally use Teachable for my courses. I know a lot of high-end coaches that use Kajabi, but I'm
0: just so used to Teachable. So that's kind of my platform, but- I like Teachable too, because I'm actually currently taking a class on Teachable. And I, I think the platform is like very easy to use and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I know Kajabi comes with way more, like if you want email marketing and a bunch of other things. So it is a little bit more, I guess, in depth is the word. Um, Anyways, you can use Teachable. So then you start structuring your program based on what people are um, asking for. And just know that, you know, don't be a perfectionist. You know, you're going to beta test this, which is the next section. But like, don't just be like, everything has to be right. Then I'll send it to the first person. Like, just try your hardest and know, like, Every video is not going to be perfect. Every you know thing might have a spelling error. Like it's okay, because we're going to beta test it, and that's I guess level two, whatever. I would reach um, reach out to everybody that you market researched with, maybe even a couple of people in your audience that might be hot um, or warm leads, and say, hey, I would absolutely love for you to you know take this course at a discounted rate. Keyword at a discounted rate. You never want to give anything or anything anything to anybody for free if it's going to transform their life in some way. Mm-hmm. So just believe in yourself that you can charge for it and, and just do a beta test. So basically what that means is give it to them and then get a lot of feedback, see how you know how they liked it, what could improve on it. This is like literally your guinea pigs and you can mess up with them because you're giving this to them at a discounted rate. I always do like 50% of like what you're actually gonna launch like the price for, but at 50%, I think it's pretty good. Unless, let's pretend you're a coach, you just started, you have no education on what you're doing, no experience, but you just want to be this coach just because, then maybe I wouldn't charge for the course because you don't know if the course can really transform someone's life. I wouldn't charge for it. But if you know this material can transform someone's life because it's transformed yours or it's transformed to friends or whatever, then charge for it. And then once you kind of get your beta
0: feedback, you edit your course accordingly and then you just have a lunch. Okay, thank you so much, you know, for sharing that information to you because I think it's so hard to find, you know, something that is so concise in one area, especially just with you know social media being so saturated. And you know the things that you said about market research too. I mean, I'm currently a consultant in the financial industry, and that's exactly what you know I've been taught to really go into the client, asking what their needs are first before you kind of start to create. Because a lot of people, I mean, you know, we all are creative beings. At the end of the day, but you know, sometimes our ideas need a little bit of refinement. And so I think that's really important to just go to the customer or to the client and really ask them, okay, what are your needs are? Because otherwise, no one's going to buy it at the end of the day. So it's super important. And then I would say also, just kind of going off of that, I know that you've mentioned and talked about know the importance of mentorship and coaching. I mean, you are a coach and I know that you also have a coach. And personally, I've also had um, mentors in the past. I have been in mentorship programs and I have also mentored others as well, not necessarily in business, but just kind of more low key in a college setting. But I would love it if you could just kind of tell me a little bit about how your mentor, your mentor or coach has kind of brought some value to your own life. Yeah, for sure. So I want to hit on a point, like I think especially if there's aspiring entrepreneurs out
1: there or just people, you know, kind of getting started or people that have been doing this for a while and they're wondering why they're stuck. I think this all applies. When I was starting my business, it was, this was the dementia business. I heard someone say, you can either invest in the coach and get to where you want to go quickly, or you can do it by yourself, but it'll just take you longer. And I was like, you know what? I'll just save the money. I'll do it by myself. It takes me longer. That's okay. At least I'm still getting to that success, right? Point. That is a lie. That has not happened. That is not true. Because I did my whole entire business. And for months, like, obviously when I was doing my um, intro or talking about that question about the dementia business, it didn't just kick off. It was not selling until I invested in that coach, Right. So how it works is you can download all the free trainings and the free guides and the mini courses and the $500 courses that are just going to give you some information, but they're not going to give you as much information as a high level coach would. So I want you guys to know investing is absolutely the key to success, but not investing in just anything, investing in someone that you believe in, that you vibe with and that you kind of want to become, right? You don't want to invest in somebody that doesn't have the lifestyle that you want. You want to invest in someone that like, you think is just the most amazing person. Like, I think that's super important because I know a lot of people are scared to invest um, because of the number. And I want you guys, like, this is what I do. Like, literally, I was on a sales call or a discovery call, whatever you want to call it, with my coach. This was before she really became my coach. It was the first time I really talked to her. Um, you know, the program was $12,000. And at the time I was only making like $4,000 a month. So $12,000, you're probably like, what the hell? I'm like, what? You know, my bills (laughs) were so high. Um, And I'm on this call with her and I'm like, I'm ready to do this. Like, I know you're the coach to help me surpass 4K. Like, I know you're going to help me. That was the mentality I had going into it. I also told her that this money... Is gonna come back to me multiplied. So I'm not even nervous. And I'm so excited to be in debt for you. Like, I'm like so excited. (laughs) Like, I'm gonna give you my credit card because my credit card limit was only um, $2,000 and I was on payment plan. So I'm still on the payment plan. It's six months, um, $2,000 a month. And of course, like, I'm freaking out because I only have one credit card. The credit card maxes out at $2,000. And I'm like, all right, next month I have to make an extra $2,000 to pay this off, right? So I was really, really nervous, but I was so much more driven. So I want you guys to first understand investing. I don't want you to invest because you have to. I want you to invest because you feel empowered. And I want when you're in that, inve- like when you're investing, be excited because if you're not excited, it's going to be a bad experience. If you're like, like super nervous, not sure if this is right for you, like always go with your gut feeling, I always say, but I think mentorship is very important, um, particularly with this coach. After a month working with her, like I said, I had to make that two thousand dollars back um, because the month previous I made four k, and that was the month that no 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 the month previous I'm sorry I made six k the month yeah I was making six k that month and the next month I hit my first twenty two k month because of the drive I had to try to make that two thousand dollars back I actually ended up hitting the twenty two k month because. That whole entire month, I worked harder than I ever did for my business. And that mm-hmm. is what in, investing in something high level does for you. Yeah, it gives you the information. Yes, she was able to help me through that. But it also, your drive completely changes. Um, yeah. So that's that's business-wise. but. I invested in a success and manifestation coach. And those are the people that actually helped me start booking clients consistently, making that 4k, 6k, 4k, 6k. It was kind of a little inconsistent because I needed a little bit more strategy, but those coaches are absolutely the reason I'm, I live my dream life from my personal life to my business. Like They're the reason I'm not struggling anymore. It's because I invested in people that I loved, that I felt comfortable investing in, and that truly, like, I don't know, they just had so much knowledge on their Instagram. And I knew, like, I thought, like, imagine what it would like to work with them, right? Mm -hmm. But also I had the drive of, like, not being scared of investing and understanding that that's what you need to do. Because some people, we call them, we as business coaches call them freebie hunters, There's a lot of people that try to get the information from YouTube and try to get the information like for free. But as a business coach, let me tell you about freebies. Freebies, we only give 10% of our knowledge on freebies. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's max. Like, so you're missing the whole other 90%. And that's what investing does. So I think like that is so very, very important.
0: Mm -hmm. I was actually watching one of your videos, I think it was today or yesterday, um, sometime recently, but you were mentioning how freebies for online coaches and just coaches in general, you should give them out, but it should only be, say, use the analogy of you have a book and then you only use like a chapter of that book. No, yeah, that's my favorite analogy. (laughs) Yeah, no, which I I thought was very helpful. Yeah, no, definitely. So I guess in terms of just finding a mentor as well, how did you go about finding your mentor? Was it on Instagram, Facebook, or was it not even in social media?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be honest. I'm the type of person like I I really try hard to do everything right. So unfortunately, friends hasn't been like the easiest thing for me because of my age. Like most people around my age are still in college if in college and they're still messing around with their life um so there hasn't been like people close to me that I can count on as well as like my parents aren't really like the best role models in the world um so I had to find a mentor like elsewhere so particularly for me I was on Instagram running my um dementia business and I didn't really even know business coaching was a thing or marketing coaching or sales I didn't know any of that was a thing until I really got on Instagram, and I really got into Facebook groups, um, particularly for entrepreneurs, and I started seeing like people give really good content, and I think that's one of the best things. In order to hire a coach, any type of coach, it could be literally life coach, it could be success code manifestation, business, anything, make sure that their profiles and wherever you're finding them, Instagram or Facebook, are teaching you something and are extremely valuable that's level one, right? Also making sure that they uh, have that lifestyle that you want is very important. And the best way to find them, literally you can go into an Instagram or a Facebook group and just type in entrepreneur groups. You'll find so many, but even if you type the type of coach you're looking for, like business coach on Instagram, I always try to do find people that aren't like big gurus that have the verified check, but people that have a smaller audience, but you can still see that they get results. Like for example, my coach that is a multiple 6 year coach, she actually has the same amount of followers as me, but it has nothing to do with the followers, right? It has everything to do with how her content and how she's teaching me something through her caption, how she's getting online and doing a mini training that I vibe with and I understand, and I love her energy. So that's one thing that I think is really important. If you're not seeing them being valuable, then they're not going to be valuable on a coaching session with you.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to point out like, she does have the same amount of followers as you because. At the end of the day, it's not about, you know, the number that you have, but it's about the engagement. And I think a lot of people, especially, you know, get caught up on the number of likes or number of, you know, followers that you have. But at the end of the day, a lot of them can be just ghost followers and you're not having the engagement. And it's so funny too, um, when I'm scrolling through Instagram sometimes, you know, I see those people who have say 15,000 followers, but they're only getting like 100 likes on a post, which, I mean, I'm not trying to say that's like a terrible thing, but that kind of shows me, okay, well, how many of the people following you are, you know, true followers, like they actually are there for your content. So I think that's really important to like point out and whatnot. And I know that you also mentioned that you made $22,000 in the month of July alone, which is honestly, I think what I make in an entire year. So congratulations. I'm, you know, very jealous, very proud. (laughs) (laughs) But I was wondering, you mentioned too previously before, you know, we started this recording that Journaling actually had really helped you achieve that goal. And I am an advocate for journaling. I absolutely love it. I mean, I love writing. That's kind of what I want to do, you know, down the line. But can you speak more on that and how that really helped you, you know, achieve your goal? Yeah, so I guess I'm just
1: going to tell you the story. That's the easiest way to so that you can understand what happened. Okay. So it was actually a 19k launch, um but it was a 22k month because I made about like a little yeah, like 35, 38, something like that $100 before my launch with a different client. Anyways, but so I hit what I hit. That was like 4,000 that month. But again, I needed that six, 7,000 because I just invested in that coach and I don't want to go into any debt and I didn't have any credit cards. So it is the last week of the month. I'm only at whatever I said, 35, 30, 40, I don't remember. And I still am short. So on Monday, so the last week of the month, um, I think don't quote me, but the next month started on Saturday. So on that Monday through Friday was the last chance I had to make that extra money. So I told myself, I'm going to book four new amazing clients by Friday because, you know, Saturday was the next month and that doesn't count. So on Monday, I'm not even kidding. I think I should take a picture and post on Instagram my journaling. Like, I'm not kidding that I journaled. And you're going to laugh. So I wrote down, like, oh, I'm so excited. This week I'm about to, like, welcome four new amazing clients into my one-on-one coaching. I'm so excited. You know, whatever. And then, you know, I'm, I'm not... Just saying it's gonna happen and trying to manifest it, but I'm actively taking action and I, you know, have a strategy in place and I'm doing all the things and letting go of the outcome. And the only time I'm thinking about this goal is when I'm journaling. Other than that, I'm like, it's gonna happen. Oh, it's gonna happen. It'll happen Friday. Like, it'll happen. So Tuesday goes by, I'm journaling. Wednesday goes by, I'm journaling. Thursday goes by, I'm still on this pen and paper being like, look. Four clients, they're on their way to me. They're looking at me right now. Like I know I'm about to book them, and I'm so blessed and grateful that I know it's on my. Are on its way. So, I wake up. It's Friday, and my coach sends us a group chat. Like, yay! You know, send me your wins for the week. And I'm like, well, darn. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It's coming. Like, I'm all good. Everything's okay. So I do the creepiest thing in the whole entire world. I record a video of myself. I'm like. This is what I did. This is how confident I was that I was going to book those four clients. I created a video and I started like being like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I hit my first 10K month this month. I'm celebrating four new clients. And I created like a what a celebration video, but it didn't happen yet. And I it, it literally, I have it on my phone. And it's really creepy because I'm just like really excited for no reason. And I'm just acting like a fool. And so not even kidding, right after I created that video, I started journaling again. And then after I started journaling, five people booked a discovery call with me that day and all five people booked.
0: Amazing.
1: So yeah, I ended up that very, that last day booking what I needed
0: That's like such a God miracle, too, right there. That's amazing. And I really am, that inspired me because I'm really going to start implementing that in my own life because, you know, I have some career aspirations in, you know, hopefully coming into fruition within the next week. And, you know, I've really struggled, honestly, just with, I haven't been journaling. That's probably my issue, but I've been really struggling just with the ideas of just like all of the negative possibilities and being really disappointed and thinking about that. But I'm trying my best to just manifest it. And I think it's because I'm not journaling. You know, I'm saying it out loud. I'm doing the daily affirmations, all of that jazz very much into <laughs> manifestation, but it's the journaling. So that's definitely something I will have to implement this next week and I'll keep you updated.
1: Okay. Just by what you're saying, I don't think it's journaling. I think it's If you're, see, okay, during that week, yeah, I was journaling, that's great, whatever. I could say it, you don't have to journal, you can talk to a wall, you can pray, you can meditate. That's all the same actual thing. Mm -hmm. It's the mindset that I knew I was gonna book the clients no matter what. I never had a negative creep, a thing creep in. I never thought of like, well, how am I going to pay this coach if I don't like that never happened. And I think that is the very reason I was actually able to book the clients. Um, yes, journaling and journaling actually does help you believe it. And the affirmations does help you believe it. But if you're doing that and you still like, there's a tiny, tiny, tiny bit that doesn't believe it, then your subconscious has two beliefs. I'm gonna be successful or I don't know if I'll be successful your subconscious can't believe two different things so it's gonna um, believe the strongest feeling and the strongest feeling is the not booking the clients and being poor versus booking clients so it's actually gonna believe that negativity and you know obviously what you believe actually comes into your reality Mm -hmm. so that's that's what I would say it is so Before trying to manifest, I actually have a manifest um, manifestation program, and this is what we talk about. It's called manifestation, or it's called manifest abundance. So you think you're going to learn all things manifestation, but most of the program, like 90% of the program is talking about limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, understanding and embracing failure, and it's all like the negative things that can creep into your mind, and then you learn about manifestation. So I would start there.
0: Okay. That's no, that's actually really good to know because I mean, I know that my subconscious sometimes, yeah. I mean, you know, it has a mind of its own. And I'm just trying to get <laughs> it on the track that I want it to. So that's definitely something I am working on. But you know what? I'll keep you updated. Maybe I will start trying to journal. Maybe that's the thing, though, my subconscious mm-hmm. needs to kick out that negative belief that I unfortunately have. <laughs>
1: No, yeah. And I think it starts from like, why are you so scared to fail? Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to fail now. And it's because I truly believe failure is serving me. So like, for example, I'll go to the doctor and I guess this is an extreme example. I'll go to the doctor. I was going to this rheumatologist that was going to tell me what like disease I have and if I'm dying or something. And like, I walked in there and I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm okay. Like whatever he says or she, I think I didn't know if it was going to be a boy or girl, like whatever they say it doesn't matter because I know everything is exactly the way it is supposed to be. I know God is working for me on my side and everything's going to be okay. So obviously, you know, you were, I was a little like, Ooh, I wonder what's going to happen or like, Ooh, what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, like it does not matter because everything happens the way it's supposed to. So like literally like there's no point in worrying if it's going to happen anyways, you know? So kind of just like really journaling on like, why are you so scared to fail? And then Rewiring your mind to not be scared to fail, and then start trying to manifest it.
0: Mm -hmm. That was really, really powerful. What you just said. (laughs) Not really. No, like I'm literally not kidding. That just hit me, and I was like, "Wow!" I was like, (laughs) "This is just the best coaching session." I feel like you're coaching me right now. And I for it. Perfect. Well, I mean, kind of on that note, I think that's a kind of great place to you know end, but. Kind of wrapping up where can everyone find you? where can they find your courses and find you on social media and all that jazz? Yeah, absolutely. So if you love the manifestation talk, I do have
1: a, man- um, a manifest pro- manifestation program um, but I am a business coach. so strategy and mindset is something I really really focus on. Um, I like only hang out on Instagram, so my handle is always dot advocating and then my website is always
0: Okay, amazing. You hear that, everybody. You better go check out Talia. She's absolutely a strong, strong woman, and she's going to help you get, you know, help you follow your dreams. So honestly, I'm here for it, and I completely support you, girlfriend. So that is the end of the episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. As usual, all of Talia's information will be in the show notes below. Follow her on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Let's be friends. Slide into the DMs. You know the drill. And of course, last but not least, rate and review. I love it when you do. It really just makes my heart happy. But other than that, have a great rest of your week. I love you all from the bottom of my heart, I swear. Okay, enough of the gushy stuff, but have a fabulous day. Do something to help someone out and find the joy in life. Love you all and talk to you next week. Bye, guys.